Hey, everybody. This is Patrick, the Chief Monkey and founder of Wall Street Oasis. Just wanted to first off say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Second, wanted to make sure for any of you in the market for financial modeling training, remind you that Wall Street Oasis does have some incredible financial modeling training courses, including Excel modeling, financial statement through, you know, linking up the three statements, DCF, valuation, M&A, LBO, um, even more niche courses like 13-week cash flow, venture capital course, real estate modeling, you name it. Go ahead and check them out at wallstreetoasis.com slash courses. Thanks for the support. Hello and welcome. I'm Patrick Curtis, Chief Monkey of Wall Street Oasis, and this is Monkey to Millions, a show where you get a front row seat as I mentor young students and professionals to try and help them break into their dream jobs. In the first cohort, you'll meet four students, all preparing for intense job interviews while trying to also balance a personal life and schoolwork. The goal of this show is to shine a light on the struggles of trying to break into competitive positions with a non-traditional background and to give you a roadmap for your own success. My hope is that as you get to know these four impressive students, you're inspired to dream big. Remember, these are real people and this is their true story. Let's get to it. In this session, Victor and I review his updated resume. While it looks much closer and looks more polished, we dive into each bullet and I push him to be more direct and less vague to give the reader more substance. We go over the differences between sell side and buy side, attack one of his internships from three years ago, and debate how best to show his financial modeling training. This session is probably best viewed on YouTube since it's over an hour and 20 minutes long. And for most of it, I'm sharing my screen as I walk through his resume. Enjoy. All right, Victor, welcome to our second session. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to get started and take a look at your new resume. From what I've seen, it looks like it's in much better shape, um, but definitely have some feedback there. Um, so yeah, <laughs> tell me what you've been up to since the last time. And we spoke, I think, about three weeks ago, right? It wasn't. Yes. So I took uh, maybe the first week and a half to just make sure that my resume kind of gets to that level, working to that level that you wanted in top tip shape. Um, I sent you that first draft. Then I looked around uh, my uh, LinkedIn. I tried to kind of get ahead of it. I, I don't know if I did a good job, but I tried to, you know, uh, make sure that it looks uh, uh, clean and nice. And mm -hmm. we'll probably get to that. Then I started uh, on your course, the technical interview first. And um, as I was probably telling you offline earlier, maybe a week before too, um, I thought that I went to Georgetown. You know, I majored in international economics and finance. I have the, you know, background. It should not be that hard. First two weeks was breeze, but starting third week, I have to announce my third round going back because I read it and I don't understand it well. So it kind of got tougher and tougher. I think, uh, yeah, it was a very humbling you, experience. You focus mostly on the technical portion first? Yes, yes. Portion. Yeah. So you haven't done the Excel modeling or anything like that yet, correct? No, no. I wanted to get the technical portion first. Yeah, because you, you have interviews coming up potentially, right? At the end of February or early March. Yeah, so it's good. It's good you're reviewing it first. Now we'll do it again in a few weeks, and then again, and then we'll pay, potentially get some mock interviews. But awesome. let's let's jump since the since the resume is kind of the most important document for your entire yes. job search. Let's let's share screen, and I'll I'll actually just edit it right here or start doing it with you. Perfect. Um, um, I'm just gonna open this up. I I put it as a um resume up not the update resume but progress resume in progress so that <laughs> yeah I see, so that i wouldn't i wouldn't be so mean <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, 
Um, no, but it's in better shape. Uh, okay. well, format. I just, I, you know, I'm biased, but I like, I like the format cause it's the WSO format. Um, yes, pretty, of course. pretty proven. Um, in terms of, let's see, I'm going to zoom it in a little bit. So it's a little easier to see. Okay. So for this, um, just, just looking at it, standing back and looking at it, uh, spacing is still a little bit of an issue. Um, so like we have a big gap here and it, this feels a little crunched. So between each of the main sections, we should have a standardized space. Um, and then between each of the actual experiences, slightly less. So you probably were just trying to crunch it all in because you, you removed a lot of stuff, right? Yes, I did. But you did a good job. It doesn't feel like you still feel like you have a lot of space down here. So I would utilize that by like potentially adding in a row in between each of these, um, each of these sections here. And if okay. those are, see this bringing it onto a second page, don't, don't worry, we can fix that. Absolutely. Um, because there's extra space here for sure. Not letting me so what I wanted to put that on the education, uh, I'm sorry, I don't mean it up, but on yeah, the education. Mm -hmm. So I want to put there like a hundred plus hours WSO, you know, Excel course, because Goldman also sent me with this VIP program, Financial Edge, two courses on a quantitative, quantitative modeling and the investment track. Mm -hmm. So I can put those there as well. I'm kind of working on both level. I can't put up like a bullet there. You're doing a little bit more like S&T, it sounds like. So see, see, little things like this. You see how that bullet was misaligned? Yes, yeah. So like, it's so stupid, but like it, that tiny attention to detail, like that's the type of stuff that people look at because they're so easy. Like it just, it just looks like you haven't um, been as careful, right? Like little things yes. like this, there's extra spaces. Um, like this document should be like, look like, space perfectly Perfect. it's cr because it's like it, on a for a client meeting like these pitch books that's how crazy they get they're like you need to add a comma and footnote 350 you know or page 273 the seventh it's like tiny little text he's like you're missing a comma literally i had an md tell me that at 4 a.m after i had I <laughs> and i remember it's taking so notes and thinking to myself what the f are we doing here but that's the level of um detail whoops um, that we really need to get So I'm sharing my screen, but like, so I think like one full space here is fine. In between each here, maybe what you can do is you you drop the the row size to like a six or a four. So it drops oh, a little bit. Um, so it makes a little bit tighter here, but whoops, that didn't work. I meant to, make, meant to say four. There we go. Yeah. Uh, four here. Yeah. Oops. Keeps doing that. It keeps thinking I want 48. I don't want 48. Okay. And then uh, four. So four in between those work experience. Yeah. And, and I'll send this to you. Yeah. I'll send this to you. Um, and then this still feels like it's too big. I got to get rid of, you know, you know, it's helpful. Yeah. I think layouts, you uh, good lines. I played around. I played around, but it just uh, felt like like uh, I'm just gonna live this for you to see first. Yeah. Did then you did I'm... you do the uh, layout view grid lines? Did you see that? Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. So that's helpful. So you can see there's an extra row in here that we don't really need. Um, so what I can do is delete cells, delete entire row, boom, okay. and then that'll bring that up. And so now same thing with here. Um, let's delete this row. Cool. Patrick, on this uh, leadership, I left it because the Goldman um, 
uh, uh, likes that uh, guys yeah they told me that put that under leadership which yeah. is you told me put up the experience so i kind of love it left it like that but if you want to kind of move it up boards i can do that yeah so a couple things number one you put your most recent work sure. um now you say contract here um yes. i rather and i understand that's being very honest that's good um but can we put that in your title more rather than up next to the thing because it really yes. takes away so goldman sachs analyst credit risk contract role something like this yes yes i mean you i'm gonna rely on you to kind so of make I, it perfect so i think that i think that is still as being honest you still have it there but it's not bolded next to goldman sachs so you get <laughs> you know what i mean i think yeah. they're gonna know that you're uh yes client here in middle back office so don't worry about the, the sound okay so Let's now let's look at these two bullets. They're pretty critical because it's like your last thing. So monitored entities with live credit agreements with the GS, with the GS, ensure they compliance with the terms of the agreement. So uh, while you're reading those, I'll I'll tell you this. I reach out to my supervisor mm -hmm. and the people who actually worked in my role before. Mm -hmm. What did they put? They moved on to the new companies or new roles. This is basically what they put. I just basically because I've been here only a little over like maybe 14, 15 weeks. I'm still kind of learning, but this is the two things that very much, I would say 80% of my day-to-day -day job. What do they mean entities? Entities that are like uh, corporate entities. Like for example, if they're, they're bringing onboard in like a, let's say uh, Patrick uh, Curtis, uh, you know, MST LP, that's an entity, Morgan Stanley. Entity. But I think that's like, I feel like that's like, of course, credit agreements are always with an entity. So like saying entities is like redundant. So just want to monitor okay. credit agreements. Cool. Or yes. analyzed, um, analyzed instead of monitored. Um, I, I monitor mean, also analyze. I do both because sometimes there is nothing absolutely going on if it's just okay. affirmation or confirmation. And monitored I just and analyzed credit and I, agreements. Yeah. So with the GS, what does that mean? With the Goldman Sachs, uh, with the... What does that um, mean? So, <laughs> so here agreements that was uh, signed by GS and with the other entities or uh, supervised by GS. I just didn't know what to put there. I just left it but there you know because say I with get... the. I think with the. This is this is where, this is where the written English is a struggle. Where this, it's going to be uh, a struggle. Um, so I think modern analyzed credit agreements to ensure they remain in compliance with the uh, in compliance. Well, that's what that's what remaining in compliance is with, with the terms of the agreement. See, again, it's you're very verbose and wordy. You're very you're very flyer with the language, and it makes it it makes it feel um, softer. So, I see. Wait, Manila, how many credit agreements have you reviewed? So far, I would say hundred plus, and this is the conservative side that I can confidently say. I'm going to say seventy because hundred sounds okay. too round. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say 70. Yes. Modern analyze over 75 credit agreements to ensure they remain in compliance with the terms of the agreement. So what are you looking at in the credit agreements? So I look at the compliance. Uh, there uh, uh, for example, a few ratios, uh, debt ratio, total net asset ratio. Wait, wait, uh, wait. They're yeah. <laughs> um Fixed income ratio. Fixed income ratio. Uh, so there is also, um, there were uh, 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 EBITDA ratio. They have EB yeah. slash EBITDA. Yeah. 
uh, that, and it's not for every single one of them, but this do you is realize the why this is, Do you realize having this at the top of your resume, these key phrases, is it makes a big deal? Okay. I don't, but I yeah. believe you. No, because like there's searches, there's searches around these like um, fixed income ratio, including fixed income ratio, EBITDA. So do you know what these are? If I said, yeah, what's the fixed income ratio, would you know, be able to spit it off right away? Yeah, fixed income ratio, please don't quote me, but this is, uh, I think fixed income ratio is the total debt over total assets. Um, I don't even know. I, 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 even, oh. I think it's like, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, no, I, I don't even know. So I just, but, but make sure you study the, the technical oh, side. Yes, yes. That. EBD, EBITDA's enterprise value to EBITDA ratios. Um, so modern analyzer for 70 credits to ensure they remain in compliance. Who is they? They're the entities. That, uh, okay, Goldman so Sachs. Hunter and I are center agreements for who? Who are these? They're, they're clients of Goldman Sachs? Uh, the clients of Goldman Sachs okay. or sometimes even third party. Goldman Sachs is uh, kind of uh, hired to kind of uh, monitor they're good to go. Okay, but they're clients. They're, yes, they're, yes, the third party. So Modern and Analyze over center agreements ensure clients remain in compliance with... Um, we don't have to say with the terms of the agreement. That's extra that we don't need. Including fixed income ratio, EBD, EBITDA. What else? Uh, even um, EBIT, net debt to anything like that? Net debt to net debt, definitely. Net debt to uh, what? Net debt to EBITDA? Net debt to EBITDA. Free net, cash flow? Yes. Ca- cash flow, cash flow. Net debt to cash flow. But what cash flow? Free cash flow? Or how do they just define it? I'll free just free put- cash flow. Yeah, free cash flow. I will add some more. There are two, three more uh, on, top, on top of my head. I, yeah, I, I just think of that. Um, I will. I will take notes. I said add uh, and make ratios. Make sure you know all these definitions. I would. Like this, like this. <laughs> Just and make sure you know. Um, I mean, this is this is very because this is very. I mean, this isn't impressive that you did this. It's mostly looking at ratios, calculating. Uh, are you, were you calculating these ratios? So I calculate, but it's also there. Just trying to make sure the calculation is right because at the end of the day, I put my name on the uh, mm-hmm. report saying that this is good. So it's already calculated there, but I have to kind of do the steps, maybe two, three steps, and it's Excel-based. Okay, so, here you said automated um, several labor, labor, you meant intensive. Intensive, not sensitive. Intensive, labor-intensive processes using Excel, make sure you say VBA here, VBA macros, okay. resulted in uh, reduced risk. You don't reduce risk by hours. Um, so what I mean by the reduced risk there, it's, for example, sometimes when you send out a report, uh, like you have the coverage team is not right place. You have the someone right. who is not. So I, by automating that, it kind of, you know, it takes that out of you. You don't have to. But they're going to push another. you on this. Several labor intensive processes, several. What do you mean? Like what? For, first one was that you had the hand typing uh, your coverage team your uh, uh, the senior coverage and junior coverage. Second, you had to put what is the exposure level. You have to go check back the company's exposure level, making sure that it's good there. But what I did basically, I put in- It's more like EPA. data, it's more like data entry. Yes, yes. Automated yes, data entry. Yeah. Uh, processes, that is saying labor, yes. data entry processes. And reduce risk and savings and saving. Of so hundred man hours call, when over what how, time period? Over a week. Over a week. Um, really? So how? Yes. How I came up with this? I maybe again. I'm just gonna give you maybe it's uh, too much, but this is how I came up to it. Yeah. yeah so yeah. one and en- one entity. If you put that in by just going one by one, 
uh, next exposure, the, who is the coverage, have they been covered before? It takes about, uh, for each entity, three to seven minutes, right? Yeah. And daily, I do like a 20 uh, of them uh, on average, which is okay, well, 100. Let me get a, let me yeah. get a sheet out. <laughs> Check my math there. So yeah. say five minutes <laughs> times how many yes. a day? 30? Uh, 25 to 30. Let's do 30, yes. Okay, 30 a day. That's 150 which minutes. Which is 150 minutes. And if you do like, uh, uh, now if it was before like 15 minutes or 20 minutes before, so that's what? Um, oh, now it takes this long? Yeah, if, uh, yes, it takes only five minutes. It used to take like 15, 20 minutes. So if you're saving 10 minutes per thing. So per, per thing, yeah. Time times 20, you said 20 a day? Or yeah, 30, 30, 30, 30. 25, let's do 25, 25 is a part. Okay, 300. So 300 minutes per day. Yes. I don't think that is this divided by what is it? Six days. How many hours per day? Five. I think it goes this times five days a week. You're working 25 hours. Okay, cool. See, I went way over. But that's but that's okay. That's still yeah. significant. Um, yes. That's saving almost half an employee through simple automation. Yeah. But I would still, say so. Right. <laughs> so you're telling me before you came and did this. They weren't using ESLV to, to process these so, things? So they, they had it. They had it in place. But there was the people before me, they left. There was nobody else doing this job. And they expected this to happen. But there was no one else to kind of train me. They showed me the old, uh, you know, unautomated way of doing this. And every day I just calculated them. Like, it takes me this much to do one entity. But they didn't, have, one, they didn't have a, a macro already set up in the file. It, it's not, it, it's, it wasn't in the file. The macro was there, but these steps I had to kind of uh, program in. So you, but you actually built the macro? No, macro was there. I programmed in the BBA, those steps, the, okay. those four, five extra steps. Okay, so did they train, train you on that or how did you learn? No, how? no, I, because I did took a class on uh, Coursera. Yeah. From Excel beginning to the all the way Excel to advanced. To and that's what yeah, I yeah. learned. Yeah. Okay. So automated entry processing uh, results in reduced risk and saving of um, 25. Yes. I'll just good. say 20. <laughs> 20. Good. 20 plus man hours. So I said man hours, labor hours, and I kind of settled on man hours that I thought that sounds okay. But yeah, that's fine. Uh, automated dentistry process using VB macros resulted in reduced risk and saving of 20 plus hours per week. Okay. I think that's good. Um, looks much better now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll pat myself on the back on that one. <laughs> awesome. 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 Um, okay. So um, yeah, for, for the listeners out there, if they want to follow along on this, we do release all these episodes on YouTube. So if they want to watch what I'm actually doing on the resume, it's probably easier than listening on the, the podcast. Um, but basically we're, we're editing some bullets here on the Goldman experience at Salt Lake. So, okay. Be clear, this is all still very much back office work, yes. you know, processing work, which is fine. Um, but at least we make it look a little more financy. Um, okay, let's go to the next ones. Let's see what you did here. Um, Altman, summer analyst, advised le uh, leading educational NGO on optimizing price strategy and expanding services by building pricing and product simulation model using Qualtrics. Um, so remember you asked me, yep. what did you use to do that? And I went and looked at Qualtrics. it. It was Qualtrics. Yes. Okay. Um, what is Qualtrics? It's like a simulation model pricing. It's a simulation model pricing, yes. And it's a step-by-step -step process. It's not that hard. It took me maybe two days and afternoon to okay. kind of uh, try and test it. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it, it, I was, it wasn't like anything advanced model building. It was just you have to 
plug in the information, Got pull it. the data, and it'll okay. be But still, it shows you're, you're able to jump into new software and figure it out. Yeah. Helped build five separate viewership models for the sports industry, allowing them to better track and identify the most profitable segments of all sports viewers. Um, so all helping sports clients, users. helping them, helping clients? Uh, clients and the firm itself because this was not designated. This is basically our own company. The okay, so it's an internal research. Client. Okay. Yes. Allowing, uh, allowing us, allowing firm, allowing the firm. Patrick, may I ask a question here? Yes. So I was kind of a hung, hung up on the leading education NGO. It seems too marketing-ish. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what to put there, but it is an NGO. Can you, what say, they do can you say who it is? Uh, I don't have the name on top of my head, but what they do is basically they track down the college education and see how their life uh, outcome turns out. People who stops not going to college or they go vocational school. And it's one of the actual leading ones. Actually, they are the leading ones. They have the market share close to 70, 75%. I will okay. put the name there once I find out. I mean, I don't remember uh, it like at the top of my head, but I uh, I will figure it out. And put that yeah, because you might want to do advise the name and then you put parentheses okay. on educational NGO. Oh, I see. Okay. NGO name. Okay. Yeah. And you can say health build five separate viewership models um, for it. Do you want to me put the oldest? What's, what's involved? In no, no. What's involved in a viewership model? Uh, so the age, demographics, income, uh, uh, the uh, medium they're watching, what kind of uh, medium they used to watch, yeah. days and times, um, group, family, how much they spent. Well, what's the point of doing this analysis or building these models? It was to allow your firm to pitch better? Yes. And also if they go tell the NBA, hey, you guys are doing this wrong on TV. You should do this on Twitch. You should do this on YouTube. Got, you should do this. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Allowing the firm to better track it the most profitable segments of all sports viewers. Um, did they use this? Did they use this analysis or any of these viewership models in actual pitches? Uh, yes, they were going to because it's, I was there only for ten weeks. And uh, do you know how long, how many they've, how many times they've used this analysis? Was this new when you got there? Did you build this from scratch? I uh, know they were working. We're a team of like twenty people. Okay, so you just helped that's build this. Yes, that's what I put help build. Yeah. But oh, I yeah. did uh, like a, a mostly demographic and income section of each viewership model. Okay. Um, that's fine. You can get into that in the interviews. Okay. Um, okay. So I think that's fine. I think that's better. It looks good. I like cool. the two bullets. Morgan that's Stanley. what I want to, that's what I want to hear that I did some. Okay. Yeah, no, no, you do. You, this is much better, man. It's, there's less flowery stuff. It's more direct. <laughs> Morgan Stanley, before you had like bullets that were like three, four lines long paragraphs. And it was just like, and half the words were just like extra, you know? Um, Morgan Stanley calculated daily PL for 10 convertible bond products for trading us increased database response speed by 5%. Database response speed, what does that mean? So, database response speed, again, the way I calculated this, and again, this was like two years ago, uh, my numbers, I'm going to go very conservative to kind of be able to back this up. Uh, so, every day I would get this uh, the 10 convertible bond products, sometimes 10, sometimes 8, sometimes 12, but I put that on average 10. Yeah. So each each a single one of them, I had to kind of call the trading desk and the kind of they walk me through the trade details, size, and everything. I can just say eight and, to twelve. Okay, perfect. All right. I put ten, just uh, yeah, that's you know, fine. Average, yeah. 
Uh, so I don't think we want to capitalize this. Oh, okay. <laughs> Products. And trading desk, they would tell me uh, the basic tra trade details when it settles, how much it will settle, and what the you know, terms of the trade. So putting those in the, the database, again, was just a data entry, but uh, it was three different database. But two of them was proprietary. I don't remember, but one mm -hmm. of them, it would just involve the Excel. I would just upload the Excel and then just tease out the information. But it was just, again, very uh, manual manual process. So instead of that, I put into the BBA and the macros was there. I just put in a BBA. I automated my steps every day. Once they give me the information, I plug in and it was automatically, you know, involved. Let's say if it take me maybe 15, 20 minutes, now it was like two, three minutes. Thing. That's awesome. Okay. That's good. I like it again. You're, you're looking, you're sounding more like a developer. <laughs> they're going to want you to help them improve their processes is what they're going to do. Okay, assisted in producing the weekly management committee report and delivery presentations on equity and debt deals up to 25. Um, so I put up to 25 because you told me two. that two. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what would happen with this? Uh, this it is could be like three people, but sometimes it was big. Like 25. No, not really. It was always more than 15, 20 people. Everybody was on Zoom, certain time uh, frame. There were people from South. Uh, South America, someone in Japan, South Asia, uh, North America. Uh, they, uh, this is Europe. really good. This bullet's really good because it shows you can present in front of people and you're, conf you're confident with that. Yes. So uh, what I said, assistant producing, because I did the, mostly the market makers, uh, Goldman uh, and it's, uh, I mean, uh, Morgan Stanley and it's uh, competitors. So saying, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. And how much money, how much deal they've uh, gotten in the uh, uh, high grade investments. Oh, sure, you're on... showing competition like on the debt equity and debt deals that have recently. Cleared. Yes, yes, yes. You're giving yes, them like an yes. so overall report on exactly, the market. Exactly, exactly. Yes. That's great. So you produce a weekly management report and deliver presentations on equity and debt mandates, um, creating the 500 million. So I so don't million, know what to work, work to Yeah. I think that earned 500 million. Like that would look better. Okay. So on the mandates, is that a right word for it? I got hung up on it, then I left it. I said, okay, I'll ask Patrick. Did you say uh, mandates? I think you put. Yeah. I just changed it to mandates. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But I yeah, think I don't know. Was... Uh, and equity and debt. You could just say deals. Deals, right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Is it the same thing, mandate and deal? Mandates more like they're retaining you for like uh, M and A. So. I, I mean, they retain, they retain banks, they're retaining these banks for an equity or debt deal. So yeah, you can call it a mandate, but cool. um, it's, it's, it's almost like trying to sound too fancy. So I, I, <laughs> let's just do deals. Okay. Um, Isar Capital, some analyst. So um, just to recap everything. So, wait a second. What good, happened? So yeah, so yeah. So one of my questions right now, yeah, things are looking yeah. better, but tell me about what's happening between these summers. I'm in school full time. And I'm working as a neighbor. These are your, these are your, um, summer internships. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The three and a half years I've been in school. I work, uh, weekends as a, a Navy linguist and the summertime I do this and then the semesters I go to school. Okay. Wait a second. Bachelor of science in foreign service, international economics and finance major. No, yes. no, no. We lead with finance, the science and foreign service. I wouldn't even say that. Okay. Because you're trying to get a banking job, right? Yes. So finance, bachelor of science in finance. Is it a BS in finance? 
you know it is but that's how it goes this is on my diploma on my but, uh, but it's still okay. a degree you have a bachelor of science in finance right oh that's the name of it foreign international yeah, yeah, economics foreign, finance. Oh, yeah yes that's how it comes bachelor bsss bachelors of science in foreign fs foreign service and the finance and national economics that's the major but you have a separate ma- the major is finance and international economics yes yes so yes. international economics and finance but it's the same thing so yeah, so I'm going to reverse it because I want the word finance first. So when okay. they see what's the major, finance, and then okay. international. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, and I took out the foreign, so like, I think it's all cool stuff, but like, if they want to dig on that, they're going to get to that in the, in your multi-language annal and your, in your Navy experience. They're going to dig there if they want to hear about it. Okay. Like the the skills you have with language and all that stuff, and you also hit on it here. So I don't want to get too like, I think it's good to brand yourself as international and all this stuff, um, but I think it's good if we make it more financey. If we're really trying to break into banking here, we want to really try to just not confuse. We have good GPA from a good school with finance as a, as a finance major. Period. Uh, quick question there, though. Yeah, the sure. Bachelor of Science uh, in Foreign Service. That's the, the that's how the name goes in Georgetown, especially the School of Foreign Service. So I'm I'm just asking you if it's if they ask, they confuse. I mean, I just don't want to kind of. Uh, I want to be have honest. A degree, you have a, a Bachelor of Science in Foreign Service, but then don't you? Yes. Also, is it a dual degree? You also have a, a Bachelor of Science in Finance and International Economics. It's not a dual degree. It's just the uh, name comes a Bachelor of Science in Foreign Service. That's just the uh, School of Foreign Service. It goes for everyone, economics, language, linguistics. Oh, that's no matter what a, you do? No it's- matter what you do, yeah. Then uh, comes the, uh, you know, your major, whatever the major you majored in. I majored in uh, finance and economics with concentration in national commerce. And a minor yeah, but in That's French. weird. Like any other school, you get a bachelor's in finance or in economics. Okay. Like um, your your major I, is your is your degree almost. You know what I mean? Like it's a BS or BA in economics from from my school. Let me do this. Let me just actually take a picture of that. Make sure, double check and just send you the screenshot. And then based on what you say, I'll go back. Well, and, I know the degree. I just what I'm trying to do is is simplify for people who don't know about the foreign service oh, school. That makes sense. That so makes like sense. I mean, you could say uh, you say it here, Walsh School of Foreign Service, Bachelor of Science. Um, you could say Bachelor of Science and maybe just put a dash. So it's less like in. You say. I see. Yeah. You could even say major here. Yeah. Should I put Bachelor of Science in Foreign Service? You're not saying in finance. You're saying it's a Bachelor of Science and yeah. then your finance and international economics major. So that way, does that make you feel better? Yes. I mean, I, I just wanted to be kind of a, clear. You know, not yeah, clear, exactly. And yeah, also it's, not I get it. it's, it's a Bachelor of Science in Foreign Service. Service, yes. But instead, I want to just call it, let's say, you have a Bachelor of Science <laughs> from Georgetown University, and it's a finance, your finance and international economics major. Makes perfect That's sense. That's what I want to really focus on. Should um, I uh, put my minor or no? What's your minor? A French. No. Ah, oh, cool. <laughs> it's maybe. up to you. I just wanted to make sure that I asked you before I put it in there. Uh, that might help you, actually. It's just getting long. You know what I can do? Finance economics major, French minor. Cool. Awesome. Uh, we didn't do the Isar Capital. Did you? Uh, yeah, let's go back. It? Sorry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got uh, I got all into this. So, okay. Summer <laughs> analyst, advice in your management on three strategic industries. Okay. 
So that sounds weird, strategic industries. Any industry is really strategic. What do you mean? Yeah, strategic for them because that's oh, what they, okay. they spend Got their it. monies and deals on. Maybe I should be a little more clear. Yeah, yeah. advise senior management on... Three core industries. Yeah, for core. Them. I was going to say core, but um, why are you advising senior management? What was allowing you to do that? Uh, because I did uh, most of the um, research. I joined as a researcher under the uh, analyst. I did basically almost all the research. So when they needed something on those, for example, two companies were healthcare, one of them was uh, consumer packaged goods, other one infrastructure. So I had to give them basic uh, bottom line of their uh, net income. I think you say that on that second one, prepared and delivered bi-weekly 10, pre- uh, bi-weekly 10 presentations. So was it bi-weekly or 10 total pres- over 10 is it 10 total presentations? By weekly five, uh, 10 or 20 presentations, the weekly two. So each week, each week there yeah, was. Just a, say, uh, each week was Wednesday and Friday, or Tuesday and Friday, I would do the, or Monday and Friday. Preparing to deliver 20 presentations to partners. But this was basically internal but the partners wanted to hear what's going on on their specific issues that they're doing right now. The first one was I was brought in when they were seeing the clients. So remind me, Isar Capital, is that a private equity fund? Private equity fund. I think last time I said 25 billion, but it was like a 17 or something like that, middle market. But if you want to pull Google, maybe. Yeah, let's look because... Yeah. No, I don't think it was a private equity fund. I think they advise private equity companies. Whatever. I see. I is our capital. So do you understand the difference? Uh, the what difference? <laughs> between like a, between a, an actual private equity fund and a, a, an investment bank or an advisory shop that advises private equity shop? So I'll start with advisory shop. So it's just kind of a self-explanatory advisory shop is basically they work on the specific issues that private equity kind of maybe loan this out the work so they have, can focus on whatever the core functions they do. Which no, I'll is just fine. think of it simpler. So think of it as like a private equity fund raises money. Yes. They take that money, they buy companies, and they sell companies for more money three to five years later. Yes. So they're raising a pool of money. This is the actual private equity funds or a hedge fund, or a VC fund. And they're raising a pool of money, putting it together. That's typically called uh, limited partners. So the limited partners come in, they, you know, endowments, institu- schools, uh, institutions, whatever, pension funds, all throw in these checks. They, they pull it into, all those limited partners pull into this big thing. So it can be $100 million, it can be $500 million, it can be a billion dollars, it can be $20 billion if it's a mega fund. That money then gets allocated by the GP, the actual private equity fund to buy companies, sell companies, try to get a better return. So if they have a $1 billion, $100 million fund, they're trying to turn it into $200 or $300 million for their LPs. And then they get a cut of that upside, okay? That's a that's private it. equity fund. That's a venture capital fund. That's any sort of buy side. That's what the buy side is. That is. Um, that's why asset management, even in private wealth management, sometimes consider the buy side and in the technical sense, because you're taking money in, you're, you're making investments, and then trying to get a better, a good return for, your, for, for, that, uh, for that client or for that LP. In the private equity case. So advisory shop or consultants or bankers or all that stuff, that's sell side. They're selling services. I see. Think of an investment bank is still selling like a consulting service, right? Because they're coming in, they're saying, 
oh, we're going to help you buy XYZ. We're going to help you analyze this specific industry. Oh, we're going to uh, serve as your M&A advisor um, for this specific acquisition of this new portfolio company, right? Yes. So when I look at this and I'm trying to figure out, okay, what is this company, Isar Capital? For example, um, I, I can go to what we do, right? Immediately. Advisor, advisor. Strategic advisory, joint ventures, merchant acquisitions corporate finance and capital raising. So they're helping advise all these people for strategic advisors. So like, let's say, do they do M&A? Private equity, debt, investment analysis, valuation and advisory. So they're helping doing valuation services. So private equity companies say, hey, we're thinking of buying this company. Can you help do some valuation on this? So it's investment banking services, really. And, and then their deal experience, they probably have Tombstone, has acquired the da-da-da, um, Iser Capital Group advised them on this, right? Yes. As buy side MA advisor. So they're doing a buy side engagement here, meaning they advised this company um, to buy the other. They served as the buy side. So they weren't, they're sell side and buy. Now, that's what's that's also confusing. So you can think of buy side and sell side as like private equity, uh, buy side being like private equity, venture capital, hedge, fund, hedge funds, um, where you're making actual principal that's you're putting money to work. Sell side is like consulting, investment banking, where you're getting hired by those, typically companies. those companies or other people. To do due diligence and all that. To do diligence, to do M&A advisory, to do whether you're helping them sell something or buy something, that is typically called sell side. But then to make it more confusing, um, now the, the banks, when they're advising somebody on a buy side mandate, that just means <clears throat> that they're helping advise on a potential purchase of a company. So here they're, right. they're an M&A advisor. Um, Isar Capital Group served as exclusive financial advisor to, to DMC Partners. Um, so I don't know what that is. It looks like probably for this acquisition. Oh, okay, no. So yeah, da-da-da, portfolio company of this has made a significant investment into DCMC. They don't, they don't disclose it. Um, portfolio company of this has acquired this. So Isar Capital served as financial advisor to Intrepid Investment. So here they were on a sell. This is a sell side, right? Because this yes. company acquired them. They were a financial advisor to Intrepid, who was getting sold, right? Because Nexus yes. acquired them. So they, this was a sell side engagement. So they're helping sell this company. So you can think of uh, sell side or sorry, investment banking as like, they're basically helping companies that they're advising them. They're not actually putting their own money. Both, both, both sell side and buy side, right? So private equity, they put their own money. They have the skin in the game. Investment right. banking is more of a like, okay, this is what the actual company is worth. This is the due diligence. They're hired guns. They, They're hired, hired guns. guns. Yeah. Think of them as hired guns. Um, okay. Now, so so when you say, you know, oh, blah, 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 the private equity. Well, really, really eyes are. Um, it's just it advisor like it's, They say middle market. It's a middle market investment bank. They have extensive U.S. cross with some specialty in U.S. and cross border, um, so they've done hundreds of deals with over over eighteen billion dollars in transactions. So over the course, so the eighteen billion is like the total amount of like all the deals they've done, and they typically would get a fee of that, you know, somewhere between yes. three and ten percent or something like that. Of, I think it was five the last three deals that I worked right. on, but yeah. So, so you get the idea. Um, so let's and, go back. Uh, does that Speak make more sense? This, that yes, make more yes, sense? perfect. Okay. Yes, perfect sense. This is the right after I, uh, in my first semester, first year at Georgetown as sophomore, first freshman slash sophomore. I was a semester ahead. 
So I graduated, that's why I graduated in December. Um, I could not find any kind of uh, internship because they didn't take me. They thought that I want to be a manager. I, I told them like I wanted to switch. And a friend of mine told me that, why don't you get in touch uh, with these people? You won't get paid, but you'll have at least a some kind of a private sector internship on your um, resume. Yeah. I basically worked for free for 10 weeks, but I learned a lot, at least like what is it that it does it take, you know, to do the basic financial analysis, the research and all that. Did you do any valuation work here? I did not. Did you do, so you did presentations, but how were you doing these um, these presentations? How are you sourcing this data? Uh, they have, I use a, a lots of open source, but they also have their own what do you mean open? What do you mean open source? Google, Bloomberg, uh, Morningstar, uh, Georgetown gave us an access. Okay, so, so I use that. I, um, So really, you, this, these two bullets are kind of the same because you're oh, senior management and you present it to them, the same thing, right? That's what you were presenting. Uh, they are different though. That's advice senior management was a client senior management. The second one is a part. Oh, this is a client and this is internal. Yes, yes. This is internal. Okay, so that wasn't clear. Okay, so advice senior management. So um, what kind of client? Maybe how- Maybe help advice, that would be much better because I would yeah. call in in a certain aspect of the presentation and I would turn to me, hey, Victor, do you have anything to add? When they ask a question, yeah, Victor worked on this. Maybe Victor should fill you guys in on this, maybe stuff like that. But I just put advice, I think. So I'm going to say utilizing primary company database, Bloomberg. <clears throat> I'm Morningstar. I remember that because yep. George, uh, Georgetown gave us the access to it. So. Is that how you do it? I don't know, check that. But what's yeah. the so what were you pulling though? Like what specifically were you pulling? So earning price share, uh, last three years of financial information, uh, their assets uh, under management, generating ten uh, percent increase in actionable data. Like what the hell does that? I, don't, I have no idea what that means. Uh, so what is that? I'm sorry. What is that? Ten percent? You had here. I deleted it. The generating ten percent increase in action. Uh, I mean, this is my the partner helped me to write this, and he put ten percent. I to to be honest, I really don't know why it is ten percent. Why not? 5%. You don't want you don't want to you don't have to always quantify. So like, there's a, there's a certain a certain level where like sometimes you just presented, you gave insight. Like being, I am like all for stretching in terms of um, quantifying because I think it really helps. But like when there's no no place to quantify, don't force it like into the because it just it feels it just feels um just forced like, yes yeah so um macroeconomic trends this is so vague what do you mean so like uh, interest rates companies debt structure the moody what, um, what do you mean companies debt structure where like overall corporate uh, debt levels or corporate debt level and most of these companies were based overseas latin america and europe mostly and uh, the domiciled organization, the domiciled, where it was domiciled, that country with those uh, the, the domestication that they had, uh, it was uh, 2016, I think. Yeah, that some of them, you know, Moody or S&P would uh, lower their rate. So that would kind of, uh, you know, have an impact. So I would give the basic three, five ideas what's going on with their interest rate, corporate debt level, um, uh, unemployment level in the, com- in the country, or any kind of a political or geopolitical risk, just few items. 
to kind of let them know the big picture, then move on to the company level. All right. So I said, prepare and deliver 20 presentation to partners on macroeconomic trends and parentheses input interest rates, international economic considerations, corporate corporate ratings, debt levels, et cetera. Yes. How's that? Good. It's awesome. Um, I think they're going to push you on this, man. Like you better have like one or two countries that you know really well. Yes. In terms of what was going on back in May, you know, in the 2017, and what was interesting, and one of the things you you advised them on, have one Turkey, or two stories. Turkey and Russia, because I spoke the language as well. And okay, were but you need you need to know that. And so, what were they? Yeah. Why did why did the middle market investment bank give uh, two shits about Turkey or Russia? Because they do it cross border. Yeah, they were doing cross border investments, and the firm that was based in. What do you Germany, mean they were doing investments? They were putting principal uh, capital to work. The, the, the clients that were put in investment. So it was a Turkish-based entity mm-hmm. like buying stuff in Brazil. So they wanted to know that, okay, this is the company that we understand, but this is the you know, Turkish company. Can you give us a little more you know, understanding what's going on political structure? If the, we go invest so in this company- why don't we say- For example, the government of Turkey, is it going to come and take away the money? So it was kind of a basic like understanding. 20 presentations of partners on macro terms in Turkey and Russia, interest rates, economy, considerations, corporating debt levels. So in investments, um, maybe stakes would that be good for stakes. for clients? But you know what? You know what these bullets all struggle from? They all struggle from the vagaries of language. So they all struggle from like a strict definite, like how you're translating into English, or the, the words you're choosing for English are either too very vague or they don't really match because there's like subtle differences in terms of understanding what what you so like try not really understand what you did is really hard from these bullets which is a problem um, but did you understand what i tried to do yeah so there? like they had a client so your your company izar had a client in turkey that was selling goods in brazil yes they were buying us stuff in brazil like or buying uh, stuff importing stuff in brazil the important stuff so the company wanted to know if they invest in this company in that, that turkish company if they go as a jv or as a partner or a small stake uh, so they want to understand the external factors, what was going on in, in Turkey, the interest rates, should they... Uh, well, the Tur- they were a Turkish company or a Brazilian company? There were two partnerships between Brazilian company and Turkish well, who, who were your clients, though? A Brazilian company. Okay, that's opposite of what... So, okay, um, for clients in Brazil... Um, one client in Brazil... Or, do you have any other clients out internationally? Brazil, any others? And Spain. So your actual clients, meaning the companies that hired Izar, were in Brazil and in Spain. And the Brazilian company was looking at potentially a, a, a JV, a joint venture with a company in Turkey. Turkey, yes. And the Spanish. Actually, and the Spanish one was looking into the. Uh, it was in South America, I think. It was uh, Dominican Republic. What were they looking to do? Um, uh, it was a consumer packaged goods. They wanted to set up the big stores, like Walmart kind of stores, but well, sell those goods. So, what was the Spanish client? Who were they? The name? No. What were uh, they? What do they do? Oh, they. Uh, so they they they're like a Walmart kind of uh, store. The, Walmart. Uh, they're con- yeah, okay. Con- consumer consumer goods store. Okay, and so they were looking they to want- acquire a, a new place in. 
Dominican I, Republic. I think they wanted to go to minor, minor, uh, minor, minor to stake. They buy something to bring the expertise and make money off of that. Help the Dominican uh, company to set there up. A, its... There was a similar company in Dominican Republic. Yes, uh, yes. They were looking to make a minority investment. Yes, and, and yes. help them grow. Yes. And so, okay, they wanted to understand more what was going on in the DR yes. and what is what was it like working there. So you're lucky. You're, yes. Okay. Um, okay clients in brazil and spain and so when they ask well so you're setting them up to ask you questions like who is the client and they're, they're going to ask you the same questions like who is the client in brazil what do they do i will check that definitely. and then they're going to ask you know you're going to say well they're looking at a company in turkey i spoke you know i speak turkish so it was helpful uh, but this company in brazil sold xyz or they did this and they were looking at potentially a joint venture in da 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 and they wanted to understand more of the Turkish uh, the macroeconomic environment in, in Turkey or for these types of deals. Yeah. Did this result in an actual acquisition or any fees for your company? I don't know, to be honest, because okay. it was okay, right at the beginning of the process and it's yep. all time weeks of work. So. Okay. Have I seen your management? So this, I still feel like this first bullet. Um, By senior management three core industries. So senior management, wh what was the client? Uh, the industry was healthcare, consumer packaged goods, and infrastructure. No, I who was the client? That. You said I advise senior management. Who was the client? Uh, name of the client. Okay. No, not I the name. Go. What did they do? I don't care about the name. What did they do? Uh, so, the, but the, isn't that an industry? Like, was the healthcare, consumer packaged goods, and infrastructure? Aren't aren't those kind of you said here, this first bullet, senior management was a client of yours. It wasn't internal, or is this internal? No, the second one is internal. First one is that those are the three clients industry. One was healthcare, other one was consumer so there's three different. Yes. There's three different clients Yes. on these three industries. So this is very confusing. Yes. Okay, advised? <laughs> um, <Sorry>. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. This is why the selected transaction experience is actually a better way to do this. Because it's very clear. So, did you see that uh, that template? I looked at the template. I just didn't know how to put put at them because it was like a three different industry. Should I go one by one? If I did that, and it kind of moved the page, the second page. Yeah. So I kind of gave up and just put the bullet uh, instead of doing the selected transaction experience. Because my role was here again, more of like a researcher. What types of deals were these? Advisory, all advisory deals. M and A, debt capital, equity capital. So the healthcare advisory and again is super general. It means basically uh, health, you're hired. Yeah. Healthcare <laughs> and consumer, healthcare and consumer package was a debt deal that I remember. I don't remember infrastructure. Then you shouldn't have it on here. Okay. Then you, don't even, you don't even know what type of deal it was. If they push you on it, it just looks bad. Okay, let's just do two core industries okay. and then get rid of the infrastructure. Okay, so these were debt deals. It, yes. Um, let me think of how to do this. Um, so like three core industries. It's just weird. You're calling this a core industry. No, there. It was two deals you were on. Yes. Debt deals, right? Um, so yes. you could say um, research and provide analysis or maybe. two debt. Uh, Transactions. Um, 
welfare. Um, analysis is so vague. What type of analysis did you do for the debt transactions? So, how much was how, the debt for? How much? Like you put. Uh, that's the thing is you put deals on here, then the deals are fair game for me to ask. Well, how much were they raising? What kind of debt? Uh, so it was a. It was a. Uh, they were uh, raising. Let's talk about the, the health. Let's talk about the healthcare company first because yeah. you have two on here. Let's talk, so tell me about the healthcare deal. So they were uh, selling. I, I think they were issuing stock to raise capital. Like around $50 million. That's not a debt deal. That's an equity deal. Um, no, bonds, yeah. bonds. I'm sorry, bonds. Okay, bonds. Okay. Bonds, corporate bonds. Yep, to okay. To uh, uh, raise $50 million on the, the, the first one. It yep. was 40-something, but I'm just going to say $50 million. The second yeah. one, it was uh, two deals. It was secure and unsecure. Which one is unsecure one? The mezzanine kind of debt? Mezzanine is tends to be unsecured yet. Yeah, it's more equity. Yes, the, the, yes uh, that's the one, the second one we're mostly working on, and that was like $10 million. Consumer package? package yes, that's the one that uh, was in Dominican Republic. The $10 million uh, MES consumer package, good deal. And this was the, oh, this is the Dominican Republic one? Yeah, that, that's the Dominican Republic. And the $40 million healthcare one was the what? Brazil. That's a Brazilian and Turkish, yeah. It was okay. a pharmaceutical so, company. As we're slow, so <laughs> man, look at how long it's look at how long it's taking me to just unpack what you actually did. Right here. Sorry. This should be changed to the transaction, the two transactions. Absolutely. Okay, I'll change that. To this the is test. a middle market okay. investment banking analyst. You did a deal. With a, uh, you did a ten dollar mez mez or you didn't do, but you worked on a, a ten dollar mez consumer package goods deal. You did a forty million dollar um, convert a uh, not convertible note, subordinated note or bond offering for a healthcare company. Yeah, you're not saying what the healthcare company is. We have no idea what it is. We have no idea that it's in results, whatever. We have no idea what this consumer package. There's that's where there's a lot of meat that makes it look more banking. That's what we really need to unpack here because there's a lot of potential value here. Now, the challenge is they're going to ask you, what did you specifically do? You say, I did research. What the hell does that mean? You can't just leave things in with broad strokes. It was advisory. It was research. And you know what that shows me? It shows me you don't really know. It shows me that you don't really understand what the bank was doing. And so we either have to, we have to back into actually you understanding specifically how they're advising it how they're, you know, what, what was the exact services they were providing? So were they, so for the debt transactions, the, the $10 million MES company, sorry, let's, let's just stick with the $40 million um, bond issuance. So they were advising them, that healthcare company, issued $40 million of subordinated debt, right? Yes. In, sorry, that was in Brazil? And that was in, the $40 million healthcare was in Brazil, yes. The Turkish pharmaceutical company and Brazilian pharmaceutical company. They were kind of uh, doing so who was raising the actual forty million dollars of support? Uh, that was a Brazilian company. The Brazilian company. That's who you were advising. That was your client. Yeah. They were. I mean, I, I I wasn't. I'm a senior. Uh, the right, but the were, deal you worked on, the client was in Brazil, a healthcare yes. company. And so, what yes. what type of healthcare were they? Uh, it was a pharmaceutical company. Some uh, 
drugs. I don't really remember fully, but you I need to get in touch with people who you worked with back then and try to get those okay. documents. Cause um, you're going to, you're going to get eaten alive. <laughs> <laughs> the point where I might even take it off. Like, cause that's how, that's how much of a, like right now it's, it's not good. Cause like, okay, let me check that if off. I, because... If I dig, if I dig here, yeah, you're just flopping all over the place with broad generalizations. I'm just saying it's bullshit. It's all bullshit. Okay. He, didn't, he didn't do anything. Um, and if that's the case, that's fine. But if, if you're going to put it there, you need to be ready to like, actually, no, these are two TED transactions. One is a $40 million uh, subordinated note offering in Brazil. We were advising them and helping to go strategic, you know, both potential JV with Turkey. Cool. Oh, awesome. Boom, 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 boom. You rattle that off. Oh, that sounds really interesting and complicated. Yeah. You know, to be honest, I was just doing more of the research to help them, you know, with Bloomberg Morningstar trying to understand the macroeconomic trends of da-da-da-da. Awesome. Great. But like for me to have to pull that out of you, pull that out of you, it's not a good sign because it means you're not comfortable about it. You're feeling, do you know what I mean? Um, so for the yeah. actual interviews, it's going to be, you got to have like a, a, another layer of detail under there that's much, much more. Um, I think so there's, there's potential here. Like if you can get a little bit more detail and understand what it is, or at least sound like get one layer deeper than what I was just asking you. Like, okay, what kind of healthcare company? The pharmaceutical, the generic pharmaceutical company. I don't know, I'm making this up. The generic pharmaceutical company that uh, specializes drugs in tuberculosis and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I'm making, <laughs> just having some base knowledge. Issue, issue with that, Patrick, is was like a three and a half years ago as my very first like uh, experience. I don't remember, and I don't know if I reach out, they will share anything with me. But you were doing research for these companies. You don't remember specifically what it was about? What was the research on then? Is more yeah, macroeconomic? Is all just macroeconomic? It's the financial strength. Uh, financial strength, it's a, it was a public company. It's a price-earning ratio. It was a bottom line, a bunch of ratio. How is the current asset, uh, current uh, liabilities, their working capital? And uh, cash fixed flow. income, fixed income, fixed card, income, yes, all that yes. stuff. Okay, so yes. yeah, for me, that's good. But we should say, you know, it's not research. It's like looking at financial financial health of. Um, wait a second. So they hired you to analyze themselves, or to analyze the company in Turkey that they were looking to do a JV for. So I was doing this for like a for the uh, uh, partners and partners when they were talking both the Turkish company and the uh, um, the Brazilian. But company. the Brazilian so were, Brazilian company was hiring you guys to advise them on a potential I, joint venture. I, with, yes, yes. Well, I don't know. I'm asking. I don't know. No, no. I, I yeah. I, I think so. Again, I was like at the bottom of the tempo. It doesn't matter. So. That's not an excuse, though. Like, if you're going to have it on your resume, you need to know it. I see. You're going to have it on your resume as potential deals. And the reason, I, the reason I push so much here is because this is where people fall apart. It's like if you're just doing research and, and whatever, but you're not take, picking your head up and looking at what is the overall deal? What's actually happening here? Who are we advising? Why? What's the deal? What's the consideration? Um, then it, it looks like you don't, it looks like you're not really passionate about it. That's the, that's the risk. Right. If you're just putting your head down going, okay, here are the, here's the interest rate. What else should I do? Oh, here's the here are the ratings. Here are the corporate debt level. I, here's the fixed charge. Oh, I can type this number into this number like a monkey could do it. Um, so, like that's the risk is if you don't have any of these details, you don't really know. I know it was three years ago, and I know you're at the bottom. Um, but I just I I worry that you know there's potentially mm -hmm. something really good here if you can 
if you could tease out those two transactions and put them on separate line items and say $40 million subordinated debt offering, healthcare company specializing in da-da-da, and then to say, you know, fixed, you know, analyzed um, fixed income charge of the potential j- uh, joint venture, da 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 Maybe I should just take that off and put just overall general, you know, um, um, research, research, analyst. Yeah, research analyst, yes. But then still, they're going to push you on that. But then I can kind of provide what did I do. Like I used the Bloomberg, Morningstar, and the company's own database to pull out the information uh, on their basic bottom line financial health. For who? And uh, for, for, for the companies that are involved in the deal. For the potential targets? Yes. And I just provided, I gave that to the company that, you know, okay. were advising. But try that. Yeah. So maybe just do that so we don't oversell it. Yes. Yeah. So that's okay. what I'm saying. Like, I, that's why it kind of makes me squirm because I still I, think, I still think it's better. It's, it's good for you to know what the deals were. Cause somebody's going to say like, Oh, you did research. So what was the deal? And if you can't talk at all about it, it just looks like I you see. didn't give a give a SHIT, which maybe you didn't. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't blame you. It's like uh, random deals from you know whatever. But like, it's good for you to know what they were. I see. I I will double check and make sure they're more more like a very conservative. Nothing to kind of they can't push me on if they because to be honest, again, it's been so long and first experience, and I don't want to lie. Uh, maybe I was not like super involved and I should have been, but it was like, I was testing waters here. I didn't know what was, you know, happening. It was just one of, okay, go do this and come back to this. Right. Was, so like, I'm a jerk right now and I can push you, but yeah. like, you don't want to be, you rather do it now with me than be in an interview. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. It tears course. you apart. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. 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 Yeah. And I appreciate that. What, what I'm just, I'm being like, uh, I'm open about this. Like yeah. how did this, happen? Totally. Why I, and so like, you you do what you feel comfortable. I'll review it again. Um, okay. That one, but yeah, it just doesn't feel. I think the prepared and deliver twenty presentations to partners on macro trends for clients in Brazil and Spain, including interest rates. Da, da, da. I think that's good. Um, I think you can keep that. It's but the first, first one. Changed. This first okay. bullet. Yeah, I don't know what you want to do. Um, I will change it. I'll send it back just that line to look at it and yeah. see if you like it. I can copy and paste it back into that. Yeah, just okay. one line. Um, and then let's go to the. Let's keep going because. Uh, we're running out of time. Yes. I don't want to. Yeah. Um, okay, here we go. So, United States Navy multi language analyst. Um, what did we this have there one, before? Yes. Uh, you told me that to take uh, to live this three, there were four of them, four bullets, and I got rid of one of them. And yeah, what was the name? What were you calling yourself previously? Multi-language analyst was that what it was? Uh, I was a voice voice graphic analyst. You said, "Why don't you put multi-language analyst? Just get it over with." And people don't know. Yeah, people don't <laughs> yeah. know what it was. Yeah. Okay. Uh, some spacing issues here. Why is this at? This is top aligned, and this is bottom aligned. See these little things? These little annoying. <sighs> here, let me delete this. This is my fault, actually. I think I did that. That wasn't you. And then okay. put the base here i think between each one we did how much four four yeah four oh four perfect okay now it looks good and then four and then let's put this up to the top actually this extra space is nice in between a main section extra space is good okay let a team of four language and i'll say looking at four and ten What were the uh, what were the awards? It's just called uh, just called accommodation awards. Accommodation awards, yeah, naval accommodation awards. What does that mean? 
Uh, so basically, I, it says that uh, I, I'm going to go by my weight. Petty Officer Davis, you know, accomplished this. And uh, he brought honor and courage uh, to the uh, country and the nation that he serves. It's an accommodation. But this is uh, the name of the word. It's basically it's called accommodation. Uh, Are we sure that's what it's called? How you spell it? Accommodation? I'll double check, but uh, 99%, I'm sure. I'll, ch- I'll put a take so, a note. But- uh, who gets this? How many people get this? In my team, only two of us got it. Out of how many? Uh, out of uh, 12. And it's coming from the Admiral, Navy Admiral. And this is the much more, uh, I would say, I tried it as sanitized as possible. I couldn't really talk about it. No, this much. is good. Let a team of four language analysts identify locally. Terminal records use Navy assets or for new accommodation awards from the Admiral, from Admiral. No, I don't know how to say Admiral, that. Yes. I'll just say. Uh, awards. Yeah. I, I, I try to get rid of the wording because you told me I'm verbose. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's better. It's better. Coordinating Accommodation Awards. Um, awards awarded. Um, granted. Um, granted. If you put bestowed, that would be too much of a flowery award. <laughs> <laughs> bestowed, yeah. Earned oh, yeah. Were given maybe just given to like the simplest. So next one, this is was uh, I was doing this internally. If you can't think of a company, so all the sailors on our team in my unit, there were close to forty people. Um, they have to take this language test every year. And there is a certain standard you got to score above that in order to maybe pay you and you can be, you know, kind of functionally your job. But since the language is a foreign language, not everyone kind of have an aptitude or a time to go yeah. look for. So what I did, I basically, based on my own, you know, taking tests and what I've read to kind of prepare for it, I take that, I turn into a training. And uh, most of the people, I think, uh, 50 to uh, 15 people took the test and they scored one to two to two plus two plus a three that's great so that's the 30 percent improvement so, yeah, so i can talk about we, this we can get this to one bullet okay standard operating procedures is a very long way of saying just training um <laughs> she didn't go away it was still maybe yeah um develop training Linga. training program training this is good though i can't spell Training program. So just the entry uh, in advanced level language. You can't get rid of that. It doesn't. I can't talk about it. What kind of language was both uh, most uh, both for entry and advanced? I can't get rid of that and can't talk about during an interview if they push me on it. You can't or you can. Yeah, I can. That's what I'm saying. Like, okay, it doesn't have to be there. And unit maybe a team, maybe we can uh, replace the word unit as a team that, you know, much more equivalent with the private sorry, sector. Sorry, we're here. Testing. The word unit, yeah. Yeah, I don't mind that. I just want to get it to one line. 
Um, I like how you about we just okay? How about we just get it? Okay, cool. Uh, it fits right there. It was 30% or 25% yeah. plus or 30% plus. Let's do 25 plus again. I'm gonna be conservative here, yeah, because I can't back that up. You know, 30%, I think it's a bit of a stretch, okay. Uh, I don't know what the last one is. Can we get rid of that? I don't know. How. Oh, okay. This is from the research. No traders and summarizing. This is from the template that I was working based on template. Uh, I kind of got stuck in there. Sorry, you can't get rid of that. Get rid of this one. Okay. Yes. Okay. Done. Cool. Um, with that. Oh, one we're question. Still going. We're still going. <laughs> getting better though. Look, it's breathing now. Yes. <laughs> um, Patrick, one question though. Yeah. I'm still in the reserve. Should I point that out on my resume or no? You said last time that I will tell you I'm kind of, you know, of two mind whether to point that out or no, but. Yeah, I think it's nice to know. Um, do you want to just say here? I mean, should we say present then? You're not, are you still a language analyst uh, in the reserve? But, but that's an active duty, and I'm in the reserve. Yeah. Yes, I'm a language analyst. I think yeah. it can still go under the Navy experience, though. I see. Okay. You could say still, um, or you could say currently in the, what do you want to say? Navy. U.S. Navy Reserve, yeah. US. USNR Reserve, yeah. Currently. As a language analyst, as a multi language analyst. Cool. Something like that. Yeah, okay. I just wanted to make sure that... No, yeah, it might, it might make it more out. clear that you're still... I mean, is there any concern for them? that th Would this be a red flag to them, do you think? Uh, I don't know. That's what I was asking you. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I don't see why... It does, it's not preventing you. It's a reserve, right? It's not preventing you yeah, from so, taking no. a job or anything like no, that, no, right? No, so, no. so I think it's fine. Um, and that's kind of what you're... Isn't that what you're doing day-to-day -day a lot of times? Like Yes. Yeah, weekends. Not, once, once a month, weekends. Um, oh, that, that's that's important. Uh, working, how many hours per ten hours per month? Uh, eight to ten hours, let's say. Okay. Okay, that's good. Cool. Awesome. Um. Okay. Here we go. Fun stuff. Okay. Relevant coursework. Anything more around finance? Didn't you take finance courses? Uh, I did international economics, introduction at econ, international finance. That's the one finance course I took. You didn't take any like um, uh, accounting? I did accounting. I did a bunch of accounting courses, actually. Two, uh, uh, two from me uh, what? Accounting? Uh, accounting uh, was a managerial accounting, intro to accounting, uh, accounting. I put all the names there, accounting names for you to see. <laughs> for okay. I just take a note right now. I'll accounting, put the accounting. Uh, managerial accounting. And there was one more that was more of a specific for the certificate that I was working on. Is it finance? Um, if I it's did. not finance or econ economics or accounting, don't don't include it. Okay. All right then. Yeah, it's we want to see accounting. We want to see basically finance shop. Um, Dean's list all semester is great. Cumulative GPA, three point seven, four point oh, great. Um, leadership, 
apprentice completed intensive week-long apprentice. I can't believe they're telling you to do this. <laughs> utilize the VIP room to socially network tent. You utilize a network to <laughs> I, I I really asked the I asked I can't the believe they tell you to do this shit. I, I, I really uh, asked that to reach out to organizers and this is what they told me to put there and I was kind of expecting your reaction. But <laughs> Patrick's gonna say this is really bullshit, but I put it there. So no, it's, it's fine. Up to you. Yeah. You, you did talk with those 10 division leaders, right? Yes, yes. Actually it's more fine. than 10 now. I actually talked to now close to 15. It's at the bottom. It's fine. Yeah. Um, uh, I think their idea is that once I apply let's to the remove job, six, What does successfully network mean? Just say to um, instead of network, utilize the BA program to consult. Learn more uh, about what? Different uh, divisions within divisions. Okay, say so, uh, to to uh, to connect with 10 senior divisional leaders across the firm. That's obvious. Uh, to with 10 divisional leaders <laughs> to learn more about. Sorry, I can be an ass. No, 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 no. You're good. <laughs> you're good. I actually like by this. Time, by the time you get through the mock interviews with me, so that you're going to be like, oh man, I'm ready. <laughs> yes, that's what I, that's what I run. You know, it was so easy. They only asked me one technical question, and then they asked me <laughs> about me. You know, the VIP room to connect with ten senior division leaders to learn uh, more about. Tell me the specific division. It was a uh, commercial banking, investment banking. Oh, we can write investment banking. Yeah, commercial banking. Banking, uh, investment research, the global investment research. Perfect. Uh, sales and trading. One sec. Sure. Yeah. What else? Uh, it was a technology. It's funny they were also brought. I, I also like IT technology or I, what do you mean technology? Uh, TMT. Uh, what do you mean? T, uh, t t technology within the firm, technology division. Like, what do they do? Is it a front office or back office? Middle office? It's a back office. It's a back office. Yeah. Okay. I would remove that. Okay. Uh, so you, you want only the front office ones? Yeah. It was like, a, okay. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> awesome. I just want to make sure. Just want to make sure. We're trying to brand you uh, as like, yes, yes, yeah. So we're going to put these out there. Okay. So it was investment banking, commercial banking, investment research, sales and trading, uh, equity research. Would that cool. work? Yep. Um, and it was also fixed income research group. I talked to them. Uh, private wealth. Would that work? As a private uh, front office, uh, or yeah, you. Could, I don't. I'm gonna exclude that. Okay. Cool. Um, include. That's enough. You guys pay attention with ten to learn. Um, um, Perfect. You do as a VIP program to connect with 10 senior division leaders in various groups, including investment banking, commercial banking, investment sales, trading, equity, research. Perfect. I'd leave it like that. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So we get a lot of keywords in there. People <laughs> typing in, boom, your resume pops up more. Everyone's happy. You get screened <laughs> into the interviews. Um, okay. Let's go to your, this. This is actually much more important than you think. This other information section. 
often overlooked by resume by people finishing up their resume. They're like, oh, I'll just throw in some BS. So again, um, this modeling, I'm gonna can we say financial modeling will it fit here? Fit here? So a question on that. Um, like I said, I was given two courses to kind of prepare me, the Goldman insider track mm -hmm. on quant research and investment research. Uh, I wanted to kind of, I put a hundred plus hours. Each of those courses are 50 plus, 60 plus, And I wanted to add yours as a WSO courses too. So I kind of left it there because it's kind of an ongoing process. By the end of February, I want to finish minimum. It's going to be more than but 100 that quant plus hours. Is, that quant thing, it sounds back office the coding slash the quant stuff is it you work are no. you are they teaching you python what are they teaching you oh no there's a, let me just read the, the courses there yeah if yeah, you want me to. yeah one tell second. Me. it's in front of me one second sorry all right i'm just gonna go to the Pullman side and tell you exactly there are two courses that there are two tracks they gave me i think both of them are front office but i might be wrong because most of the time i am um so let's go back here. It's called Financial Edge. And so trade in Goldman Sachs, Milo and Trading Quantitative Modeling Track 2020. And the courses are here, the core course uh, by Goldman Sachs. Then you got this introduction to consumer investment management. Um, Sorry, start then up. You got, I was into this. Uh, sure. Sorry. Uh, no, no, no worries. I'm listening. So the first... First track is a trading slash quantitative modeling track 2020. Mm -hmm. That's the course. And uh, within the course, you have the core about the Goldman Sachs, how the business principles and how it works, then introduction to consumer investment management at Goldman Sachs. Mm -hmm. Then the next chapter is introduction to securities at Goldman Sachs. Then another one on Excel. Next one is financial accounting review. Then you got the core revenue and co costs. You got the EBIT, EBITDA, and EPS. Okay. Working capital, debt equity. This is that one. And I'm going to move on to the second one. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a bit different. Uh, some of them overlap, some of them different. Yep. Second one is a investing track. Okay. And let's look at the courses here. Sure. So Excel so there's, comes there's, first. There's actual courses underneath each of the tracks. Yes, yes. Very cool. Yes. Okay. Very and a cool. bunch, bunch of chapters. To yeah. kind of, they told me do this and put that on their resume. Yeah, absolutely. To kind of, uh, that's yeah. kind of what I was uh, saying. I think, I think you could, this financial modeling section, we should definitely boost that. Like, you shouldn't say six modeling courses. You should say specifically what they are. I see. Okay. You should be saying Excel modeling, um, you know, financial statement mod three, you know, financial statement modeling, DCF on evaluation, um, MA, exactly. And uh, should I put this as well? And the two financial edge from the Goldman courses, should I put them as there as well instead of six modeling courses? And okay, cool. Well, All yeah, right, I mean, you could do that, but like it might be overkill if you're, you could just put the six from us. Um, okay. You don't have to say run by, you don't have to say our name. Okay. Thank you for saying our name. But <laughs> um, I think what's more important is that instead of spent 100 hours, um, you can say 100 plus hours of, of self-study across six courses. Across six courses. So here's the question though. Including, yeah. okay. sorry, let me just finish this. No, no, no worries. No, 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 financial statements, statement modeling, DCF, valuation, MA. and uh, valuation, LVO, and And LBO model. 
Sorry, go ahead. So um, the only reason I am kind of a bit up on the edge for this financial edge questions, because this is going to go, when I, uh, you know, push my resume, it's going to get picked up by internal, uh, you know, um, so I wanted to kind of see them that they gave me these courses and I took and I spent hours, but I'm just going to run. Yes. Away. So then what you could say, uh, um, you can say 100 plus hours of Delta Day across, across um, six courses, including da, 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 da. Um, you can, in parentheses, you can say financial edge. And the course, Wall course Street Oasis. Okay. Oh, you oh, want to I put see. the, you want to put the tracks here? Yeah, tracks. Yeah. To okay. Kind of okay. See the one uh, okay. Well then you should put, if you're, if you're focused more on like the internal Goldman screening. Yeah. What you're worried about right now. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm worried about. So I would have, you could potentially have two resumes, one with like yeah financial edge where it um, has like those yes. things and then one yeah. that's more general like this yes um so the one i can kind of send it after we are done here and after i put the iser one i can send it to the uh, the recruiters inside the goldman so they can have this you know fully to go and i know it's kind of end of february early march that's what the, they were kind of thinking to start the process but yeah. i will, will be ready by then you know yeah, um, this multi, this, the one thing I was thinking, by having this contract role up top, it's a little bit, really what you've been spending your time, sorry, I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking about just overall, um, what you're trying to do here. And is it better to have the Navy, since you're still a reserve, working eight hours per month there or is it better to where are you spending most of your time it's this contract role right contract how many, role, yes. how many hours Six, per week 60 plus 60 hours a week yeah oh okay so that sometimes yeah perfect okay never mind that's perfect then. <laughs> do we have to say contract role i mean i just want to be honest it is a contract it is a year-long contract i but if you want to if you see, see that we should take that out i'm, I'm gonna go with whatever you suggest or recommend. Because I think a lot of these middle office and back office roles, that's what they do. They end up being contract roles. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, well how many people like, next to you are in a contract role? Two. Out of how many? Uh, out of team of, I'm on three different teams. Each team has four to five people. And so two of you guys are in the contract role. Yeah. Okay. Do you think they may hire you full time? Um, most likely. But I don't want to go to back office. <laughs> yeah. But you may be forced to initially to take the benefits oh, and the yeah. salary if we yeah, haven't yeah. lined anything up. Yes. Or absolutely. if you haven't made a successful transition in February, yes. if you haven't gotten in front of the right people, yes. you may be forced to. Yeah. So I think get me one last trend, one last turn. I think where where I'm struggling most is the size are I will I I'll put the eyes are I think I'll that's our you. last thing. Um, let me actually save this right now. Save as. I'm going to put uh, desktop. Let's see, resume. I'm going to, we'll call it, uh, ah, can't delete it for me. I'll just say VD, uh, Victor's name. Um, let's put 1220. Okay. And you're gonna drop in that box, Google. Yeah, I'll put it. I'll put it there right now. Um, up into that folder, so you can grab this and kind of 
Okay. So next step for me, I'll send you those uh, two, maybe three different versions of the for the first line, one bullet ISAR with the numbers and everything. You see which one works better or maybe a combination of them. So I can go back and uh, you know put that in. And also this uh, financial edge, should I put that uh, on the financial modeling with the tracks or how should I go about making sure this tracks courses that actually then pops out? For I don't know if they're going to actually be doing any searches there, but yeah, you, you can just have it there. Just have the name of the tracks there. Okay. You could say 100 plus hours of self-study across, you could rule across six courses. You could say, including XYZ track and, and blah, blah, blah track. Okay. And, okay. and then you could put in parentheses the name of the I see. training firm, Financial Edge. Okay, awesome. Great. Oh, Patrick, I, yes, it was, it was great. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to run. I'm yeah. sorry. No, 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 um, it's good. Let's try to do this thanks. again in two weeks because I did want to get to your LinkedIn. Um, I have stuff around presentation um, and looking the part. Perfect. Perfect. Wanna, so, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I have a, a haircut. So COVID is just messes everything. It's been uh, it's been like a four or five weeks. Finally, I just shaved like, my own. Look, I just shaved my own. Uh, I'm going bald, yeah, but I shaved but my own I would, I would have looked apart. So I need to kind of make sure it looks good so I can get a picture. You can't like be a bum a... like me with a, beard, <laughs> with a white beard and a baseball hat doing this. So you need to actually uh, look good. Um, and yeah, I, I sent you information just for listeners yeah. to know about a white yeah. shirt, a blue tie, conservative tie. Yeah. Um, but we'll share, we'll go through all that in the next Absolutely. Time and then keep studying okay okay thank you so much i really appreciate that thank you have a good one okay bye awesome bye bye and thanks to you my listeners at wall street oasis if you have any suggestions whatsoever please don't hesitate to send them my way patrick at wallstreetoasis.com until next time